And welcome to the show. We have Ronnie Block coming all the way from Jacksonville here tonight, joining me on the show for Sports and Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max, Live 365, iHeartRadio. You know what it is. Ronnie, what's going on, man? How's your night going? It's going pretty smooth, man. I can't call it another day, man. Just trying to stay moving around, stay active, stay grinding. What's Damn. the best way to stay active and grinding these days out of Jacksonville, man? Get out of Jets, man. Get out. <laughs> drop, drop much music as you can. Get on the road, many shows as you can. Promote, promote, market, market. Fuck out yourself. That's I mean, market yourself. That's the best way to, you know. What's crazy is that you guys have a somewhat of a history of artists coming out of Jacksonville. I mean, Mace was born there and eventually went to New York when around like, like the age he of five. Actually or related to me. I found like I found out years back like he related to me. Really. Yeah, we like my family, like they the neighborhood he's originally from is like my whole family is from there. I, I found this out years ago, but I never really, you know. Wow. I never met the guy, so I You gotta get that mace feature soon. Yeah, that'd be hard. That'd be real hard. Somebody need to make that happen. <laughs> insane. That's unbelievable. That's that's for that's the history books right there. But Harlem World, maybe Harlem World Part Two. Maybe he's ever Back. working on one eventually. I don't know if he's gonna ever sort things out with Diddy, but you know, you never know. Hey man, you never know, man. Smoke Diddy. sessions. How's the podcast going? I know you got this podcast dropping uh, with your DJ. Yeah, um, Smoke Sessions podcast with DJ A Fresh. Um, we should have our first show launching by like around the fifteenth. Some around there, we just been trying to get everything um, together, like you know, get the the art on the wall for it, and try to get um like people in that people know and you know care about their opinions to try to get them some good content and stuff like that out to them. What's going to be the basic premise that you kind of want to convey to the audience that people may not find in another podcast because podcasts are so just everyone's on one right now. Yeah, like more so the uh, state of the state of hip-hop the state of florida rap and um in a sense just like a lot of social issues down to to relationships like children just some of everything that's going on in um our everyday lives outside of the you know the entertainment scene thing i i checked out your discography i know people love i sell drugs that went viral of course sam yeah, cool J. but my favorite track from you is the realist the realist, I appreciate that, bro. Yeah. I appreciate that. Somebody, I appreciate that, bro. <laughs> That's like one of my favorite tracks, personally, man. So I, I really appreciate that. It'd be like, seem like my favorite track is never everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy because I know you, you said that you speak, you want to speak on societal issues on, on your podcast, but you kind of really did on that song. Oh, yeah. You got real political and, you know, people don't like that. It, it, it's... Yeah. It's not on the Kanye racist backlash, side. Man, it's like, on the Kanye political side. Yeah, I caught some backlash, man. Everybody like, really? You talking Trump? Like, what is wrong, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, it's all about issues, stuff, research, history, man. Knowing knowing laws and the shit that's going around on where you are. So it's like just trying to raise a little more awareness to it. Um, I feel like for the most outside of ours, us as Florida artists, kind of got this reputation for being not so bright you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying like we are just kind of like slow down here or something so i'm just trying to you know do something a little different with that like you know so much down here got a little sense man yeah that's 
That's crazy. I never thought of that before, especially when we got artists out there that are really buzzing, you know, Jeezy. And then if you look at Rick Ross, I know he's someone that you want to work with, but you've said it about it in the past. And this is why your track, The Realist, speaks to me, because you said it before. You, you kind of not you wish artists would actually sit down and think a little bit more and change up their style instead of sounding the same because you're big on that Jay-Z and Rick Ross type of style. Yeah, because in a sense, it's almost like, OK, like I had been recording music in a while. So when I come back, it's like. Nobody's writing shit. Everybody doing this punching shit, but half of it makes no fucking sense. So it's like, um, to me, it's supposed to be more of a storytelling, like you're telling a life story or like an autobiography down there. You know, like some of it's, you know, movie shit, but in a sense, it's like, it's just nobody ain't saying nothing no more. And as I sit back and like watch shit from the social media posts, I see a lot of people kind of feel like that, like, damn, yo, when they gonna start, you know, saying something like, so. Yeah, and I see that you're one of the artists speaking out about it and it's gonna be making the change out here. And it's not even just from the lyrical standpoint, but the samples, cause you got the samples down, LL Cool J, of course, I sell drugs. And that was the one that went viral. Do you know if LL Cool J caught wind of it anyway? Saw it in an Instagram I, story I or a comment? I'm not even sure, man. Like, I just, I ain't really, I'm gonna be real, bro. I didn't expect that. So I thought it was gonna be another track. Like, I didn't think that song was gonna do that. So it kind of caught me off guard. Um, we currently in the process of like revamping it. I had a lot of people like, yo, please start back pushing that song. We need it on the mixtapes. Even with that, I'm gonna start releasing my mixtapes on the 12th. I got uh, seven mixtapes that'll be coming out um, every three weeks. It'll be a mixtape from the 15th on. This year, I'm trying to uh, release like 14 projects on the year. I heard about that, that that was a main goal. I heard eight. Uh, and another interview, but 14 yeah. ago, so you really upped that up. Yeah, it started off eight. It was a bet. <laughs> it was a bet. Somebody like, oh, you got, I bet you can't do eight of them. So I'm like, yeah, I'm a, one better is ass. I'm going to go up higher than that. I'm going to just push myself, see how far I can go. So. <laughs> Crazy. But this all starts because when you were younger, you used to tune in the BET when you are younger, watch it as a kid. And you, the rapper that really got you into this was Wayne. Yeah. Yeah, um, bro, I was so infatuated with dudes growing up, man. Like, you used to steal his CDs from people, and yeah, man, the- I got whippings for that, man. Like, real ass whippings, punishments. Like, I'm in stores stealing um, the lyrics out of the source magazine and shit. I would rip the page and try to put it in my pocket, type shit. I don't even know why I was doing it. Like, now though, it's like, damn, maybe I was a rapper the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> You know, what lyrics of Lil Wayne resonated with you at, he, at that age? Go, I liked all his shit. Go, DJ, BMJ, are still personally one of my favorite tracks of all time. Off the Carter, that track's tough. Yeah, um, Sky's the Limit. Um, the, um, what's that? Can I be for real? This is how that shit was hard. Yeah, so it was like a lot of Wayne shit, man. I was just like always into him. He had a crazy work ethic and he wasn't, to me, he was the first artist I seen like come from the area I was from, but that wasn't scared to be different. Like shit, if I like skateboards, I'm a fucking skateboard. If I like that, you know what I'm saying? So I, I looked at him like it's been in that time frame, really I was like the realest artist out because I guess he figured out, like, okay, we 
Like, and I know he was young, but you got a lot of guys been in the streets for a while. And in my mind, the last thing you should be wanting to do is play gangster. You know what I'm saying? So like, if he he is a real artist in the sense like he made music, he rapped by everything from How to Love to a Millie. Like it don't, you know what I'm saying? Just good and he music. did the rock stuff on Rebirth. Yeah, good music for the people. I mean, I I feel like as an artist, especially if you in the streets or in the street circuit, we all got this thing where we tend to get caught up. Like, oh, I'm trying to be so real. But, bro, this shit is music, man. It's music, bro. Like, in my mind, ain't nothing off limits with recording a song. It's it's music. You know what I mean? So that's, I think, why I like him. It uh, uh, became so infatuated with him. And even with me, myself, that's what I'm trying to do. Like, bro, I just want to make music. So have fun, make some good music, push myself by trying this shit I never tried. You know what I'm saying? For me, that's how you become quote unquote to try to become a great artist like tapping on shit being uncomfortable and you've said before in the past that you don't consider yourself to write your own music you kind of use it off the experiences around you right right I, I like and I tell people that and be like oh bro you write so much how the fuck you keep and it's like bro I'm not I don't even think I'm writing at this point it's like I'll put the first few words down and then everything just kind of do its own thing, but it's mostly from experience or feelings, how I'm feeling at that time, what happened today, you know what I mean? And I try to catch all of those emotions, man, right when I can, so that way I could, you know, transfer that energy over because somebody else might be going through it. You speak about you also being the, the new Jacksonville. What would you say was the old Jacksonville in which the new Jacksonville is clicking? The old Jacksonville is... To me, I don't know if I can curse, but on bullshit. You can. Like, they're on bullshit. Like, for years, I, like, I would sit back and be like, you know what's crazy? All of these big money movies and drug stores, they all come from my That shit is five hours away from us. Why everybody here just want to be on some struggle and shoot it out? Shoot. So in a sense, it's like the old Jacksonville is it's like Jacksonville had a stereotype of being a crap city. Nobody makes it out of here. You know, everybody trying to pull them down. So my thing was to, instead of worry about, okay, the struggle, the struggle, what about this side over here where it's nice at? You know what I'm saying? Like, what what about all the, like, all the people who live on the beach and they getting money and, and this and that? It's like, it's a lot of money. Like, Jacksonville is number two in the fucking country for, for best jobs right now. But everybody be out rapping like we just broke as fuck now here. And that's not the case. You know what I'm saying? So I'm really, what I feel like is keeping it real by being like, look, bro, like, it's a whole lot going on down here. It's not just that. And a lot of the drill shit, the motherfuckers don't even be here. It's just, you know what I'm saying? So the new Jacksonville is about that and trying to stay and possibly build something here where we can be like other big cities. I be telling people all the time, it's the second biggest city in the whole country, but we got to run everywhere else just to get any kind of network, which makes no fucking sense at all. So it's just trying to be a part of the new look of Jacksonville. Like, yo, we're trying to get some money down here. We're trying to handle some business. We're trying to create a network, you know, so that way we don't have to leave home so much. And possibly through the music, if there's people that looked up to me already and they see that I'm on this, maybe they'll realize, damn, like, I'm living backwards. Like, I'm going to do that. 
that's that's what the new Jacksonville is. Me song, dog. Like just being about the business, trying to make money, trying to promote. Uh, you know, you don't have to struggle music, but trying to promote a nice and end of Jacksonville, like the whole New Jack City track. You know what I'm saying? I exactly understand what you're saying, especially from the standpoint of staying homegrown, because you always hear about artists trying to go somewhere else to make it out. And you even said this to keep busy, to get out of Jacksonville. So in order to to study in this industry and the connections that you've been able to make so far, if you're an artist that does want to leave Jacksonville and has the resources to, what do you think is the best place to go to pursue your career as an artist at this point? Um, probably Atlanta, man. Mm. Um, you know, they got all the network in the world is up there. Um, like, like I was telling you, my whole first two months grinding, bro, I didn't admit it, but I basically was living in Atlanta, man. I'd be home like two days, have to be in Atlanta four or five days out of the week. So, you know, we got to get up and go, but I would say probably Atlanta or maybe like New York. A lot of people would say Miami, but I'm not really sold on what I've seen the artists from the South do outside of uh, Rick Ross and Kodak. You're right about that. No, I haven't seen too much as far as my perception as well. Something that also makes you so well-rounded is your own business ventures. You are investing in some cars. You got some clothing coming soon. I know you're a big sock guy. I've heard you have over 500 pairs of socks. Yeah, man, I'm a sock fucking junkie, bro. Like I got like four drawers at my house, nothing but socks, man. From from Hey Arnold to Gucci, <laughs> from from fucking uh, Cobra Kai, it don't matter, man. If I think they're hot socks, I'm grabbing them. <laughs> Have you thought about creating your own line of socks with the clothing line that you got? Yeah, actually, well, we got the one clothing line out now. We kind of pushing with the Brick Money merch. We got another one coming called Lux Life. We're trying to push a little hot, uh, more in a high end range. I'm gonna be dropping like socks and underwear um, with, with, with that. Fire. No, that's good. That's going to be crazy. I've never heard of an artist that was sewing the socks before. Man, bro, like I was a kid and I think it's something I think my grandmother, God bless that, screwed me up with it because I was like a kid, man. I know I'm going like a football practice or some shit. My grandma like, why your socks so dirty? Your feet stink. I'm like, I'm just going to practice. She was like, I tell you what, if something happened and I got to come to the hospital and your socks dirty, I'm telling them people, I don't know you. <laughs> and it was like, from that day on, bro, I just started I mean, it became a personal thing, like keep new socks, keep new underwear. So like everywhere I go, I end up buying several pairs of socks and underwear. Now, are you the type, because I know there's people that I've talked to about it and I'm not that one of these type, but there's people that will wear their socks as soon as they buy them and throw them out and get a new pair. Are you one of those types? If they're all white, yeah. Yeah, well, oh, wow. All white socks, bro, because <laughs> they're going to be beige and shit once you wash them. So that's... Most of my socks are characters, but the all white ones, yeah, bro. <laughs> it's like they get dirty, bro. And if you got on shorts or something, people like, are you clean as hell, but your socks beige. Like, yeah. Uh, unbelievable. But it, it just to bring everything around, because this all comes from you being a businessman, and you actually got an A in business, a college of business at your local community college. So tell me, yeah. what was the most important things that you were able to learn in order at there to become a businessman and navigate through the industry as well? Um, marketing and principles of business, like knowing the truth about business. The truth about business is, y'all yeah, probably ain't gonna make no money three, four months, maybe longer. But like, just, just knowing like, it wasn't going to be easy knowing how to network and knowing everybody's not the same 
um, with that learning economics to be able to know, okay, if I get here, the cost of living is this, so the price of the items in this place is this, so if I can get it from here and put it over here, then I make money, like, you know, just the different things that, like, corners that come with it from the economics to it, to the um, ways, the different ways to market and distribute your stuff, like, it was a major help for me. No, I could definitely tell that. And it's really having an impact out here, especially when you look what you've been able to accomplish this far. But you started releasing music about 12, 11, 12 years ago. Yeah, man. Yeah. You've, you've yeah. been on your grind for a while. A lot of people would have tapped out by now, but you haven't tapped out. And people were giving you great feedback back then. Who were the first believers of Ronnie Block? Um, I'm going to say like Troy Venners. At the time, he was a vice president for Slip and Slide promo. And um, it's a guy named God Bless the Dead named Louis Scarelli that was in Philadelphia, man. He, um, that man, that man taught me some shit, man. Um, so it, I would say those two guys <laughs> probably was the most. And my, and my, and my oh, um, who was my cousin, who like my brother, man. Like he kind of always, no matter what we was doing, I always find a way to get back in my ear. Like, so yeah, this is cool. When are you gonna drop a CD? You know what I'm saying? So like, bro, if you just rap, we won't have to do none of this shit. So, you know, like them three, I say Troy Venice, Louis Gorelli, and my, my right hand, the CEO, even. What was the key to keeping the audience engaged and the people that did believe in you? Because you've said it before that just because you're not dropping anything doesn't mean I'm done rapping. So what was the key to keeping the fan base there and your audience is engaged throughout the time you weren't releasing anything? And it's been so long. Just kind of trying to stay in network, like learning from like school, like business relationships, you have to keep them going. So like, even if I didn't have nothing I was going to release, but I was working on something, I'd be hitting up like the DJ who's in my account now fresh. I mean, years ago, he was already in the club. So I'd be like, bro, how you think this sound? He'll, oh, yo, this is hard, but this shit ain't gonna go in the club, bro. Or make it at this tempo or, you know what I'm saying? So I was always constantly still writing people, networking with people, letting them know like, look, bro, I seen what, you know, the rapping in, I wanna know how to be a boss with this shit, like how to really do it. So I would be calling people all the time, even if it was just to be like, yo, what's up, bro? I see you got something going on. I want to pull up, you know what I'm saying? To support them and just to keep a relationship going with people. Mm-hmm. You've spoken about it as well when we look at it, and especially in the beginning of your career, is that you enjoy trying to break through the industry and going toe-to-toe with people and proving to people that you are the next guy in it. So would you say that enjoy it now this is the fun time to enjoy breaking in because the grass isn't always greener on the other side because we hear the stories once people finally get in it isn't what they thought it was gonna be right right i mean it's both man like it's 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 not what i expected but then at the same time i'm like super thankful for it and it kind of makes it just done made me gain the respect of the people that are higher up a lot more than I ever, like, you know, at one point you're just like, oh, this person's dope. But then it's like, once you're going through this and you finally get in this, like, Yo, how the fuck did you get way up there? So in a sense, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I, I don't think, I think the people who don't think it's what they thought it was are the people who have a false sense of reality. Like in a sense, you come into a business not realizing it's a business 
and then react like a whole nother way when you realize that, hey, yo, this shit is business. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I think that's the case of most guys. They just looking at what's on TV, not realizing like some of that shit is like movies, man. You know what I'm saying? Like these guys really sit down and think, oh, we could do this. That would be dope. This would be dope. And they put this shit together to keep you entertained. So in a sense, I guess some guy be looking at some guy like, oh, this is the realest dude ever. So this guy coming from the streets and I guess the guy might not be who he thought he was. And then it's like, oh, I hate this shit. This shit ain't real. But it's like, it's a business, bro. Like, you work at McDonald's, that's a business. If you work, whatever, it's just a business. You know what I'm saying? Hey, so, you don't even have a manager. No, I don't got no manager or nothing, yeah. bro. I got no marketing team, no stylist person, nothing, man. I'm just out here busting my ass trying to go for what I know. Mm-hmm. Now, did you consider? Because I know you're you're with your own label, but do you ever see yourself doing a distribution deal if it it comes up, or are you you're someone that's going to always remain independent? Um, I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. Um, I'm gonna say this: like I had this saying, I ain't balling not to go pro. Like when I when I like play ball in like high school or some shit, I like I ain't never in my mind say, man, I want to go to the Euro League, I want to go to the NBA. So. To me, being indie, you can make money, and you can make good money, but it's like being in the Euro League. I want to go to the NBA. I'm saying, so me personally, I just wanted to get myself in a good situation to where if I do, you know, go into the situation with another label there or a brand, they'll understand, like, okay, this guy's going to work his ass off. This guy already has XYZ going on for himself. Opposed to kind of coming like, hey, somebody help me. I ain't got shit going on. You know, so I think that's the reason a lot of guys are unhappy in these situations. They just went for them to do everything for them with nothing going on. I definitely wanted to touch on the new music too, Swag Talk Volume 2, For the People. These are some projects here. Yeah, um, For the People... Swag Talk to New Jack City. Everybody loves Ronnie. Um, I miss one. And while you're sleeping too, and let the truth be told, which is the project, like the song with me and Mano is just like the lead song for that project. You know, it'll be like the first six projects that I uh, release, and then when I get to like project four, I'll start announcing the rest of them. 14 projects you want to release this year. So how, what's the map out? Because there's only 12 months in a year. So <laughs> what, <laughs> what's the timeline I'm going to try to double up in the summer. I'm going to try to double up in the summer and in the spring. Spring break, summer, throw out some extra shit, you know, try to try to turn up. Spring <laughs> break and summer. When everybody balling, that's when I'm trying to cry. <laughs> they spend all their money. I'm trying to get it, shit. <laughs> Maybe eventually, hey, Jacksonville is up on the up and up though for sure, especially with the Jaguars. Yeah. They've been playing well. They put it, they they put right. the nail in the coffin to my Jets, but that's okay. You know, they did it to themselves. But the Jaguars been balling this year. Hey, bro, that was like a long time coming. Keyshawn Johnson catching that down pass in the, yeah. <laughs> in the snow on Jacksonville, bro. But nah, man, they I'm happy to see them actually doing something, bro. I probably don't lost a lot of money, but <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you definitely got to drop something for for the team. Do a little anthem for the team, maybe. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm a. I, 
Uh, we lost your audio a little bit. I'm sorry. I was saying, uh, like, an old, school, an old schoolmate of mine actually, like, works in their organization. So I was going to try to talk to him about trying to see if I could, you know, get in with them and make something happen or whatever. I also need a couple of them guys to wear some of my cleats. <laughs> I'm trying to drop. So. No, that would be dope for sure. I, I like that. How I think every artist, because you look at Drake with the Toronto Raptors, you know, every artist should have their team. That team should back them for sure. In Jacksonville, I think you'd be perfect. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely would like to do that, man. That yeah. would be lit. That would be lit. I'd love to do that. That would be fire. But man, yeah. is there anything else you want to let the audience know that we haven't touched on tonight? Um. I really just keep um be on the lookout for the music, man. I'm sorry about the delays. That's why I started dropping tracks all crazy. Um, actually, we'll be on tour soon. We'll be on tour soon, and um, within the next few weeks, chase the bag tour. I'm just trying to get everything lined up and set up with that. Try to see if I can get some guys to come along, you know, help me out different cities or whatever. And that's pretty much it, man. And, Everybody out there who support me, I thank y'all. I thank y'all. I thank y'all. I thank y'all, man. Please keep supporting me. I'm going to keep working hard. You already know. Ronnie, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Shout out to El Nice for connecting us, too. Oh, the yeah. audio kind of cut out again. My bad. I said El's a real cool dude, but like, he's been like really looking out. A lot of people in the industry will tell you, oh, I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to do that for you. But he actually does that shit, man. So I'm real thankful for that, dude. Yeah, he, he's definitely, he has an eye for talent. He knows who's up and coming, so you're on your way for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to stay locked in with him, man. I'm just try to stay grinding, bro. It just be seeing like so so many artists, bro. So it's like you always got to be like, in my mind, never get comfortable. Like, Yeah, no, there's so many artists. I always say it all the time. Entertain, true entertainers would have been on by now in this industry if it was the 90s because the 90s you didn't have social media there wasn't the cloud you had to actually hustle yeah <laughs> make yourself be seen yeah a lot of these guys will be toast right now bro yeah a lot of people just just lay in their bed like kim kardashian and make a million dollars and get on but that's a whole other story that's a whole other somebody just get paid millions of dollars hey man they living a life boy the kardashians god damn uh, Don't do nothing and get beat. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, man, Ronnie, I want you to take care. Enjoy the rest of your night. Stay safe out here. I'm looking forward to new releases, and you're always welcome on the show, man. Keep doing your thing. All right, appreciate that, brother. Happy New Year's, man. You too, man. Happy New Year and salute. Salute. Thank you for having me on the show, man. Anytime, man. Of course.